Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and that's all I have to say. He's still a top five quarterback in this league, in this league and there's nothing really anyone can do about it. Everyone's looking for the young guy. They're looking for McVay. I think take a shot out, Todd Bowles, get him a second shot at head coach, and see if he can do it. I, I don't think they will. If they don't have Anthony Davis, I'm saying it right now, if Anthony Davis is out for the playoffs, they don't make it out of the first round. It's crazy. And our kids will know how great Tom Brady is because he's going to be playing. Uh, yes, it is 15.0%. Uh, I, I swear we didn't script that. All I could think of was Dame. 6 There could not be a better game. Speaking of young guys, how about the goalie, Ottinger? He was a six-round pick. This is a fairy tale story that's being written in front of our eyes. That's what the Yankees brought Garrett Cole to do. They didn't struggle against the Padres. The Padres didn't really put up a fight in most of the games. Uh, Jerry Jones, hope you're listening because this is why you shouldn't have given Zeke this contract. Just thought I'd put, point that out. I feel like Luca will take that next step, and if he can get a three ball consistently around 35%, I feel like they could become a contender. While with the Padres and Marlins, I think it's coming in the near future. They're my pick to win the most uh, rings in the 2020s. I was shocked by Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Montreal has one of the best goalies in the league with Carey Price. People like to call him their JV team, and they just stole one of their better players. Hi, I'm Landon Bow, and you're listening to Outsiders Opinions with Kevin and Austin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our NBA Opinions of the Week. We will be talking about the second round which was pretty wild, um, with the biggest upset being the Suns and Mavs. I think we'll save that for the last discussion. But, Austin, do you want to talk about the um, Heat versus Sixers? Sure. I mean, James Harden had a great game four, I believe, to tie up the series 2-2, but they really couldn't keep up the momentum. Obviously, Embiid was out for the first two games, and that definitely hurt but I don't think he's fully healthy throughout the entire series. The Sixers got a lot of work to do, and I'm surprised that they're sticking with Doc Rivers. Recently, he's proven not to go far in the playoffs. He never even made a Western Conference Finals with the Clippers. He hasn't made it to the Conference Finals since he was back in Boston. So it's been a minute, and... I don't necessarily know if the Sixers are going to be able to get enough in free agency to make themselves true contenders, which some people thought this year, but I definitely didn't. Yeah, I thought um, the Sixers would play better, and I didn't expect Harden. While he did have that great game, um, like you said, when he had like 31 points, he really – he didn't live – I don't think he lived up to the expectations the ownership had or maybe that I had when he got traded to the Sixers. Like, it seems like he's really fallen off since his days in Houston uh, when he won He won MVP, correct? He won yes. That, right? Okay. And then Westbrook. Um, Harden didn't get back-to-back, right? No. No, okay. I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember. It was he, Westbrook, Harden, Giannis, Giannis, Jokic, Jokic. Jokic, okay. Um. Thanks. So you at least want some form of Harden in that. And while you have Embiid, who was in the MVP race, um, it just, he was injured. And I do agree with you. I am surprised they stuck with Doc Rivers. 
I thought it was a good move when they signed Doc Rivers, but now given how he hasn't really done, hasn't really gone far in the playoffs, I think this is definitely, this should be his last season. If unless something changes and they go to the conference finals or even the finals with this team, but I really don't know how they fix this team because Harden has a player option for about 47 million. And I've heard rumors that he wants a super max deal or a super max extension, but giving 50 million to a guy who didn't really play well in the whole series, especially in the elimination game when did he have two points or was that just in one half? Who? James Harden. Um, I, that must've been in one half. Cause I don't remember him ever scoring only two. Okay. I wasn't sure, but he didn't give a significant amount of what you gave up a lot for him. And he didn't, um, in my opinion, justify that uh, trade compensation that the Nets got or the Nets received. So I think it will be interesting to see what they do. And it doesn't, it looks like in the pat looking over the trust, the process, it really looks like the process never really came to fruition. So on the other side, the heat were incredible. You had Tyler hero play amazing. And he was great. Um, then Kyle Lowry was battling some injuries. Not sure about how his health will affect his future in the playoffs. But Jimmy Butler was incredible. Um, and this Heat team is really showing why some people had him winning the championship. And um, I think I doubted them and they proved me wrong. Um, so it'll be interesting, interesting to see how they do how they do going forward, but it was, they really shut the door and they played great defense. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, the Heat are definitely the team to beat in the East, in my opinion, even though the Celtics have played well. The Heat have a lot of experience. Kyle Lowry's obviously won before. Bam is only getting better. Same with Jimmy. I like uh, how Tyler Hero is playing off the bench. They got a lot of undrafted guys, second round guys, people that have a lot to prove and I like how this team is built. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Um, now I think we can move on to the Celtics versus Bucks. I do agree the Heat are probably the favorite because I think collectively, I think they'll do a better job of – I think they can, they can affect Tatum and Tatum may not play well because that's what I think really drove the Celtics. Tatum playing well uh, – he had 40-something points in Game 6 uh, to force Game 7. Um, and I think there's an injury. Um, I can't believe Grant, – Grant Williams is injured, not Robert Williams. No, Grant Williams is healthy. Okay. But so is Robert. Robert played in their last game. Okay, I thought there was something listed. Oh, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. He, he was expected to play in Game 7, but he didn't. But he should it, be I'm fine. The Marcus, I'm thinking of Marcus Smart. He has – an injury, and he's listed on the injury report. Uh-huh. But really the main thing that concerns me is that the Bucks were the way better team if they had Chris Middleton. This series went seven, and the Bucks didn't have their second-best player. So I don't know necessarily the Celtics have enough as long as Kyle Lowry and everyone on the Heat who perform well stay healthy. Now, this is obviously one of the best defensive teams in the league in the Celtics, and they have Tatum, but Tatum goes on stretches where he doesn't score any points. 
and those games they almost certainly lose. So it's going to be up to Tatum. This is obviously, what is it now, the fourth time in the last six years they've been in the conference finals. Because I know in 16-17 they made it, 17-18, and then 19-20. And then obviously now. So this is four times in the last five years. No, yeah, six years. Wow, I thought it was fewer, but you're right. Um, they they didn't meet the heat in the bu- bubble, did they? Or was that 1920? That, that was 1920, that's, yeah, they did. Okay, that's 1920. So because the, uh, the Heat beat the, the Bucks, Bucks. And they and, beat the Celtics beat the Raptors. Yes. Okay, I couldn't remember. Wow, that's 1920. It's so weird with the seasons and, like, the jumbled up. I'm still trying to remember those seasons. Um, so, yeah, I agree. And I think – who do you think guards Tatum on the Heat? Do you think Butler? No. Okay. I wouldn't because I don't feel like – it depends on how hot Tatum is. If Tatum gets really hot, I would. But it, it just depends because I've seen Tatum play absolutely terrible in games. And that's why – I'm not very confident in the Celtics team because even when Jimmy Butler doesn't play well offensively, he has a great defensive showing, and Tatum isn't the best defensive player in the world. So I'd really have to think because I know that it's going to be a big uh, subject of contention on who does guard him. I'd have to think, though. Yeah, Um I'll step in. I agree um, with the Heat um, because the Celtics, like you said, Tatum is what drives them. And they really pushed past the Bucks because Grant Williams was hitting threes and they shot 40% from three in that game seven. And I do think if Middleton plays, I don't think it goes to seven. I feel the Bucks win it because he is the second best player. He adds, you have Giannis who is dominant, but the jump, the three-point shooting, the uh just the shooting from Middleton pushes this team because you have Drew Holiday on the defensive side guarding. He can, he was guarding. Um, I can't remember who he was guarding, but he guarded DeRozan in the first round and he limited him um, greatly. And then you have him guarding one. Of, I don't think we saw Holiday on Tatum. Did we? Not unless there was a switch. But you have Holiday, and then you have Giannis defensively. So I do agree. Middleton's injury is what really it. Um, they still almost did it, but they just ran out of gas. But so I don't think they need to make any drastic changes. I think they're just go. Okay, we'll get Middleton healthy. We'll be back. Um, hopefully they can keep Bobby Bobby Portis um, because I know he has a player option. But I would think. Maybe if you can find like another score, just not at, you're not going to find one at Middleton's level, but someone that can help you in case Middleton is injured. Um, that would be a thing I think you should look for, but it's not the end of the world if you don't find that because you've won a championship with this team and you still have the core together for a couple more years. So I'm not too worried about their future. Um, what What about you? Yeah, it just depends. I put Jimmy on whoever's hot. If Grant Williams is hot, put him on Grant Williams. If uh, Jalen Brown's hot, put him on Jalen Brown. Because Victor Oladipo's a great defender. P.J. Tucker's a great defender. Bam's a great defender. And Jimmy's a great defender. They only really have one uh, defensive liability, quote-unquote, 
uh, on the court at each time. Max Struss isn't the best defender of all time, even though he's not a bad defender. And same thing with Tyler Hero. But their team is uh, defensively sound, so I don't really think they need to adjust too much to what the Celtics offer because I don't think the Celtics have enough offensive firepower unless Grant Williams and Al Horford have a great series. Yeah, I agree. I completely forgot about Victor Oladipo coming in and filling in um, for the Heat coming off the bench, and he played well, so that's another benefit for them. But um, I think we can go to the West second round, and we'll start with the Grizzlies versus Warriors. I'm surprised the Warriors did not close out the game. The first game, John Morant was out, and they got blown out by 50 with by the Grizzlies without John Morant playing. I just can't believe it was that they got beat by that wide of a margin and the Grizzlies' best player wasn't playing for the Grizzlies. Well, the Warriors are a very inconsistent team. This is not the team that we saw back in 16-17, 15-16, 14-15, It's just not the same team. Curry is not shooting like he used to as much as all the Warriors fans will tell you that's not true. He's not playing well. In the playoffs, Stephen Curry right now, it's only uh, He's averaging a lot of points, 26.9, but he's only shooting 35.9% from three. And I say only because Curry's known to shoot 40%. He's taking 10.6 threes per game. He's also only shooting 81.6% from free throw. Again, I say only because he's not used to that. He's shooting, he has the highest free throw percentage of all time. So this just isn't the same team. And they don't have a center just like the Mavs, so I don't feel like this matchup's too much of one way or the other. If this was... Uh, the Nuggets, I feel like the Mavs would struggle because I don't know who guards Jokic, but obviously, or e- even with the Grizzlies, that'd be a worse matchup because they have Jaron Jackson, so that's a tough matchup there, but it's going to be interesting between these two teams, especially because I believe Draymond will be on Luka. That's a great matchup there. Clay will probably be on Brunson. Uh, and... So I, I'm I'm excited for this next series and yeah, back to the Grizzlies series. Uh the jaw injury definitely hurt, but the Grizzlies need to adjust how they play with Jaw and without Jaw, because they were much better all season without Jaw. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I think the future is very bright given just how well they are drafting players and finding good players. Um they got Jackson, they got Desmond Bain. Um they made good trades with getting Adams and um I think just hopefully Ja can stay healthy, but I also think you make a good point on what they need to learn without Ja and with Ja and how they can blend those two together. But I'm not too worried because you played well against the Warriors. I'm not sure. It probably will have gone to seven if Ja played, and maybe you can, and you don't know what happens and anything can happen in Game Seven. But I probably I still had the Warriors winning, but um, it would. I'm definitely interested to see how the war, uh, Grizzlies learn from what they from this series and how they. I can't like I don't think you can do much better than being the second by being by being better than the second seed in the West. You can be the one seed, but there's not that much improvement I think needed in the regular season. I think it's taking your success from the regular season and pushing it into the playoffs i think that's what i want to see the grizzlies improve on but there's not really much left to improve do you agree with that or yeah i understand your point and 
I do think they need to draft. There needs to be a little bit more depth added. They need to make sure they keep Tyus Jones. And they need to adjust how they play with Jock. Because over the regular season, they were uh, like a 91% win team when Jaw was out. And Jaw missed a good portion of games. He only played in like 57. So, or maybe even 67. Even then, that's 15 games that he missed. And the Grizzlies were almost winning all of them. They also broke the record for the biggest win of all time against the Thunder. So, they're just a much better team without John. It's concerning when you see how Jaw plays in the playoffs sometimes where he has these impressive performances, but they still lose because the chemistry just isn't there. Uh, what was your final guess on the number of games played for Jaw? What was your final guess? Oh, man. I said 57 or 67. I'll go 67. Oh, 57. Oh, man. I knew it was one of those two. So that's 25 games without John. I'm pretty sure they won, like, 23 of those 25. Actually, no, it's 21-22. Okay, I couldn't remember. Um, I'm looking at basketball reference, and it says 57, but his rookie year he played 67. That's probably what confused me. Yeah, but it was 57. And, yeah, I'm not sure about the stats, but it was a wide margin of victory when John didn't play for the Grizzlies. But now I think we can move on to the – series I saved for last and that's the war uh Mavs beating the Suns in seven and they didn't just beat him they absolutely like crushed him crushed them even though it was like 30 it was a 30 point margin margin but the highest it was was like 46 yeah they won by four uh, they won by 33 and their biggest lead was like he mentioned 46 it I was completely surprised I was already happy because I thought we were going to get swept after game two when Chris Paul just shut the door in the fourth quarter um, because it was close, and then it, they just blew it out of proportion. And it really – none of the games um, for clutch points, um, I heard someone say this, there was not a single clutch point or clutch time registered in this series because they were, it was already decided by the fourth quarter by the end of the fourth quarter, um, which just amazed me um, because I thought it would be closer and I was expecting game seven to be close if the Mavs were going to win. Um, but that just surprised me. And then Chris Paul, there are many more questions, but what surprised you in this series or what's your overall reaction? Well, yeah, Chris Paul fell off a cliff the last two games of the season for them or of the series as well and the season. And then same thing with Devin Booker. This crazy talk about Chris Paul being a top five point guard all time has to stop. I don't put him in the same category as Oscar Robertson, John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas, Magic, Curry, and then I would even put Kidd and Nash above him. Nash won two MVPs, and Kidd went to three finals, won one. Chris Paul has no history of playoff success, and it continues here. And while a lot of people love to say how good he's been and all this other stuff, I have to see it when it matters. And while he did have a good playoffs, I'd say overall, when it really did matter the last two games of the season, he could just not get it done. Yeah, I was going to say, we really didn't see much of Chris Paul being great since game two when he went 14-14 from the field in this map series because the third game, that's when he had seven turnovers. Then the fourth game he fouled out, and then, no. Yeah. Then five really didn't do much. Six didn't do much. Seven didn't do much. And then Booker played well in game five, but then he lost steam. And then Aiton, 
I I think I was really shocked that, like we've acknowledged, if the Mavs played Jokic, Jokic would just dominate because the Mavs don't have a center. And while Aiton is not is not as good as Jokic, he's still a good post player. So why not give it to Aiton in the post and let him score a bunch of points against the Mavs because they don't have a center that can guard. They don't really have a center, so you could just bully uh, Maxi who and Dwight. Um, they only play Dwight very little, then they would usually do Maxi. Why not just bully Dwight and Maxi when they're playing center against Aiton? That's something I'm very surprised that they didn't do. Yeah, and I have no, I have nothing to tell you. I don't really know why it was the case that um, this happened the way it did. Uh, they just don't like playing DeAndre Ayton as much. They only played him twenty six point eight minutes per game compared to Jay Crowder, who played thirty minutes per game. I'm not that high on Jay Crowder. I don't really think he's all that good, and he's probably one of the worst starters in the league right now. And then you go over to the Mavs, and Spencer Dinwiddie was one of the worst players from the Mavs every single game except for the last two, and he really came through. He had his first two good games of the playoffs besides one game against Utah, and he was really the key. I was talking to one of my friends, and he was like, if Dinwiddie plays well, we're going to – win this series and he finally finally played well in those last two games and it a punch to take it from the Mavs yeah I agree Dinwiddie was not much of a factor tilt those final two games when he started getting hot from three but then game seven he went off um as he scored more points in game seven than Aiton Booker and Paul combined he scored more points than them um because they combined for like 21 I'm pretty sure um, that the big three of Phoenix. So I, with, while I think the jury is still out on who won the KP um, Wizards maps trade, because we haven't seen much of KP playing with the Wizards. And if he just stays healthy, I think the word, the Wizards win the trade. I'm just happy with how the trade turned out because I think the Mavs are playing some, they're, it just didn't work in Dallas, and I think they are just playing better without KP in the lineup. And they're while Dinwiddie isn't being much of a factor, I think the absence of KP is a bigger factor than the addition of Dinwiddie. Because it, I think it frees up Luka to play in the post, which I really like. I like Jalen with the ball, and then Luka can go in the post and just bully the point guard that's guarding him. So I'm curious what you think about that. Yeah, I totally agree. My favorite moment of the game, though, was when Boban got in and got got some points. You don't really see that anymore, but it, it was it was pretty enjoyable to see Boban getting minutes. Yeah, and I was talking about, like, Luka. The offense, it seems like the Mavs discovered some type of offense when Luka was out in those first three games. Because we haven't, even though his usage rate, I believe, is still the same. I just like seeing Jalen with the ball more and attacking and then Luca, but Luca also being on the court and attacking from the post. Yeah. It just depends. I mean, Jason Kidd's Jason Kidd's been a great head coach. And I don't necessarily know if that's the reason why they're getting better, but I feel like it's Jason Kidd's uh, attention to detail on defense. That's really evolved the Mavs overall. And when you play well on defense, defense is the best offense sometimes. And that's really, 
what it uh, has proved to me uh, this this year because the Mavs shot 56.8% from the field, but that's mainly because the Suns shot 379 It's The Suns were always running back on their own side. They never really could catch a small break after they scored because they weren't really putting up any points. Yeah, I agree. And then one more note before we'll move on to like the uh, Eastern Conference and Western Conference matchups. I know we talked about them a little bit, but we'll just focus on them. Uh, Monty Williams won Coach of the Year, and I tried to see what like the NBA official like finalists were. Um, I even though like I have had to admit I was wrong about Jason Kidd and just how well he's made this team better just by being there because the defense is so much better and he's getting players like Josh Green playing well and he's get he's giving players confidence. So while I bring up the finalists, was Jason Kidd a finalist for coach of the year? No. Do they have finalists or do they just say, okay. I'm I, I think I know it was Monty and then Taylor Jenkins. I thought Taylor Jenkins should have won over Monty because they made the, Monty made the uh, NBA Finals last year, so I don't think it was as impressive as Taylor Jenkins going from eight to the two seed, especially with Ja missing 25 games. So uh, I know those two were. I'm assuming the other one was uh, Eric Spolstra because the Heat were the one seed in the East. If it wasn't, then I have no idea who the third was. Okay. I just – Given how like the Mavs have changed defensively and how much better they are, um, I think Jason Kidd should have been higher up. But I do agree, given with Taylor Jenkins, given what he did with the Grizzlies and like playing without Jaw and playing with Jaw, and I think he probably should have won. I just think Jason Kidd should have been in the list of finalists, mm-hmm. like top five. Yeah, I totally understand that. So now I think we can go, we'll go to the Eastern Conference Finals, and that's the Heat versus Celtics. We really talked about it much, but I think if Tatum plays well, it will go far. But Tatum, like you've said, he can really have some off nights, but he also have some great nights. So I'm probably going to go Heat, and if it went, I think probably Heat at six. I don't know if I see this game, this series going to seven. I'm going to say Heat in five, mainly because I don't know if the Celtics have the necessary offense to beat the Heat defense. And I feel like Bam, while they do have Al Horford and Grant Williams, I feel like Bam is going to have a great series. Kyle Lowry's been here before. He's obviously won a championship. And most of the players on this Heat team have already been to the finals, so... They know how to get it done, and Eric Spolster is one of the best head coaches in the league. So I, I like the Heat for five. Yeah, I could see it going Heat in five, um, five or six. I really don't see it going seven because I think the Heat are going to have a great game plan for Tatum, and I'm not sure Tatum can break out of it or can disrupt or break learn it, learn what they're trying to do and beat them from or stop them from doing it. Um, so now we can go to the Western Conference Finals, the Mavericks versus the Warriors. While I think it isn't the Mavs, I think do have a chance because they just beat the best team in the NBA. I still think 
the Warriors have been here before, even though we you've said they have not played as well like when they did in the past and when they won the finals and went to the finals. Um, I still am going to pick Warriors, but I think Warriors in seven. I'm going to go Mavs in six. I really like what Luke has been able to do, and I don't necessarily know if Draymond can guard him at the perimeter. Draymond is a great defender, but he's aging, and Luka is getting into his prime here. Uh, and I really like how the Mavs are working together on defense, and with Clay struggling some games, Jordan Poole struggling other games, Andrew Wiggins struggling other games, same thing with Stephen Curry. They're going to have to all be together, and I think the Mavs probably have the best chance of winning this series, so I'll go Mavs in six. I like, I hope that outcome happens. Um, but with the Mavs, I think uh, playing the Warriors is a much better matchup than playing the Suns because the Warriors, like you said, don't really have a center. And um, like Mikel Bridges, um, while Draymond has been a great defender, he's a little bit older. Um, Mikel is younger. And I just, I think there is a problem with the Suns. The pro- the Suns guarding Jalen Brunson I think caused will c- cause more problems than um, Brunson facing a defender on the Warriors. Like I think Brunson is gonna the first two games against Phoenix Brunson did not really play well. Like his average was like eleven points, but then he started to get better in games three four and just throughout the whole series. Um, so I think he'll just start off hot, and I think that's the main key for me is Brunson scoring while Luca's doing his thing because Luca's gonna score there's I don't you can't stop Luca especially right now in my personal opinion I think you can stop Brunson um you just need to limit Luca Luca's gonna get his points it's just like is he gonna put up 50 or 40 instead of just putting up 30 um so and then if Dinwiddie plays well I think that would be good but you just need some contributions from other people. Any given night, it can be Bretons, Dinwiddie, Reggie Bullock, or Dorian Finney-Smith. But const- the constant thing for me, if the Mavs want to win this, is Jalen Brunson scoring maybe 25 to 30 points. What do you think? I don't think that's necessarily necessary. Uh, necessarily necessary. But I think Bullock has to continue to play well. Dorian has to continue to play well. And they had to find a way to uh, guard Stephen Curry. And if that happens, I mean, I definitely think that the Mavs will win the series. Curry hasn't been himself, but he can always turn it on. We know that he's the greatest shooter ever, so you have to guard him as such. But he struggled this season and throughout these playoffs, so he's definitely human. Yep, I agree with that. Um, we'll keep you updated on the finals and be on the lookout for other episodes from Outsiders Opinions.